We on? Hell yeah. Let's go. They didn't open the gates for us. <laughs> the Sharp Tank. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I'm going to call him a scholar. Give oh, a fuck. Man. Come on. He a, man, a real scholar, man, you know, and really does look out for the black community. Man, I got Van motherfucking Lathan in the building today, man. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with you today, Church? I'm good, bro. First of all, before you even get started, bro. <laughs> before you even get started, man. Come on. <laughs> you might be the most entertaining motherfucker. <laughs> I appreciate in the you, entire man. unlimited gigabytes. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> of the fucking internet. You know what I mean? Shout I out to that. everybody up here on No Jumper. Yeah. I don't know how I first saw. <laughs> I don't know how I first saw it, but I'm like, yo. This nigga is wildin', but sensibly. How you sensibly be on somebody ass saying shit that makes sense, bro? Yeah. So I yeah. fuck with you, bro. Been watching hey, that shit for a while now, man. I, I appreciate that because I'm gonna tell you this, man. You know, I, I'm not gonna say I don't get a lot of good good vibes back from a lot of people, man. But it be some some people that be on some straight bullshit, you know. Mm. So to hear people that I really respect. You know, and people that I know of, man, because, you know, I watch you, man, and I set you to a higher stature. I watch what you really try to do for us, man, and for the black community, word, man. Word. So, yeah, yeah. you know, to, to hear that from you, it's an honor, yeah. you know, and even to get my roses in that sense, man. But we got to dive in. Let's do it. And, you know, fucking with you, I, I really want to just, I want to go through this, man, just one level at a time and just talk to you, man. Mm -hmm. You know, so I believe you are from the South. You come from the South. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, man. Tell me what that was like. Uh, shit. In time you can remember. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baton Rouge was, um, you know, it's what, you never know how, what the situation that you're living in is like when you're living in it, right? Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful place. It's my favorite place in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I go home, and Louisiana is different even than other places in the South. I go home, I feel the humidity. I smell the river, you know what I mean? I hear the animals and all of that stuff. And when I say hear the animals, New Orleans is, they call it the city. That's a city place. Yeah. Baton Rouge, we got a lot of ghettos and a lot of hoods there, but the reality is when I was growing up in Baton Rouge, you could still drive down Nicholson, Highland, places like that and see cows on the side of the road, right? Right, right. There's, it's a lot of people there, but there was still a lot of land, a lot of space, and, you know, see snakes and all that kind of things like that, right, like where right, I live, you know, right. stuff like that. So, um, but it was a beautiful place to grow up, but just hard living, hard living, yeah, hard living, especially if you're black, especially if you're from certain places in the city. Uh, beautiful culture, beautiful people, give you the shirt off their back, but a, a lot of it's hard living, and, and, and now it's even worse. Yeah. Mm. How was that like for you? Like, what were some of the experiences that, you know, you had to overcome, man, you know, growing up in a place like that? Well, so, you know, one thing that was really important for me is I had an intact family. Uh -huh. So I grew up, my, my parents, yeah, my parents ended up divorcing when I was in college, but for my whole life, it was father, mother, sister, brother. Like, I had an intact family. Yeah. And that shielded me from a lot of things that I think otherwise uh, I might have been a little bit more susceptible to. Yeah. Because... All my favorite uncles was in and out the pen. Most yeah. of them in more in than they was out. Right. A lot of drugs, you know. Um, a lot of drugs. A lot of uh, sad man. A lot of I, I never forget, man. We went to uh, cause my uncle David he I, he'll talk about it, so I'll talk about it. My uncle David been locked up a couple different places, right? Mm. Michael Mark, who's now passed away, 
my uncle, uh, my uncle Ray was in the feds, all of that stuff. But yeah. I would always like to go to the prison because it was like an adventure for me. Yeah. You know, you go there, you wake up, you drive out there wherever it is. You gotta go get checked in, then you gotta sit in this other place. Yeah. Then a van gotta come. Yeah. Then the van got to drive you to this other place. Yeah. And then you got to sit there, you know what I mean, and wait. And you're playing around and it's all kinds of – and then after an hour, hour and a half, two hours or whatever, here come your uncle walking out, you know. And you don't get to see him all the time. So it's like you see him and you're like, oh, shit. And it, depending on where you locked up, you might get to do different things. Sometimes they'll let you maybe go shoot a couple of baskets or something like that. Or yeah. There'll be a ping pong table, right. you know, Angola wasn't none of that shit. But I, I would I would go and I would have time with my uncle. My dad would talk to him a little bit. My mom would talk to him a little bit. But we would hang out. We would chill. Yeah. I didn't really see. I mean, I understood that he was in prison, but I didn't even know what that was. Right. I don't know what was going on back there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. he was. And you got such short time with them that they are exuberant the entire time they're out there. They don't want to talk about, at least my uncles, they didn't want to talk about nothing that was going on inside there. I was with bullshit, whatever. They treat me fine. Uh, how you doing? How your grades? You playing sports? You right. didn't got big. How's everyone? Yeah, same thing. Right. So I go there and I leave and I'm ecstatic, right? I just visited. <laughs> and I look, I'm, I leave, I'm like, yo, I just seen Uncle David, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I look at my grandmother. And every single time we would leave, I'm looking at my grandmother and her face is just destroyed. She crying. She's upset. I asked my mom, like, we just got a chance to, to chill with Uncle. Like, why is she upset? And my mother's like, it's just hard for her. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just hard for her. And because I had people to translate that for me, I never heard... This person is a piece of shit. I never heard this person did all of this. I had somebody to explain to me, as a child should be explained to, hmm. the realities of living. Say that again for the people in the back, how a child should how be explained. a child should be explained to. Yeah. You know, I don't need to know at eight, nine years old what he did. Right. Or whatever. He, my uncle, he loved people me. People are sick today. You know, they do that it's shit, nuts. man. It's, it's, <laughs> nu it's nuts. These are kids, man. Like These are kids. Like I don't need to know what this man did. I don't need to know. By the way, not that it would change, because these are the same guys who taught me how to shoot basketball, but they, they put it to me like that, so I get to like love and still have my uncle. But my grandmother, who knew the realities, mm -hmm. it was hard. So this is going to sound so corny, but oh, I remember talking oh. to my mom, and I'm talking to my mom, and I'm like, uh, you know, I don't want to see her. I don't want to see her cry like that. I don't want to see her that upset. I did things to make her upset, but it's just my grandmother loved her, loves, should I say, her son, and it was just hard as fuck for her to see him, for her to see him locked up. Right. Yeah. That's, it's gotta be crazy, man, you know, because people don't really understand, man, like what motherfuckers really go through, people being locked up, you know, how it really affects the families. Mm -hmm. You know, it affects, it affects the family, man. Things change, especially when they're doing 10 years plus because, you know, every every decade, that's a decade, correct? Every mm -hmm. 10 years is a decade. Sure. So every 10 years, the world changes. Yeah. You know, yeah. the world changes, man. You know, and then when people get to actually come out, man, I don't think they really know how to 
adapt. You see people, shit, they've showed even in movie Shawshank Redemption, he just wanted to do something just to go back because he spent his entire life in there. Mm -hmm. And he had become some... I had a homie that was getting transferred from Angola State Penitentiary to Hunts. That's a... Angola is one of the worst fucking places in the world for anybody to be locked up. He going to Hunts, right? He's he's done his time, he's been good, so they go transfer to him a place where it's just a lot different. It's easier. I remember talking to him, and he he went to jail when we was sixteen. He stayed in there maybe like thirty years. Like he got out when I was, mm. yeah. So I remember I remember talking to him. It's twenty five years or something like that. I remember talking to him, and I was like, "Oh man, you going to hunts? That's 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 dope." He was like, "Nah, not really." I was like, "Why?" He was like, "Yeah, gold is rougher, but I'm used to it." Yeah. Like I got, it's like I wouldn't, I don't want to go. Yeah. And we thought he's going to a less harsh prison, like to a prison where. The, the rules are a little bit more lax. Yeah. Shout out to Nelson. Shout out to Mac and anybody else who, who, who down there who been locked up in hunts. But but he he didn't like it. He was how the most the, the most fucked up thing about human beings and the best thing about human beings, Sharp, is we can get used to anything. Hmm. We can get used to how fucked up something is. We can get used to how amazing something is. And it, that then that stops us from being able to relate to people that are in fucked up situations. But we can get used to anything. And if you put somebody in that type of situation, they're not they're gonna stop thinking about how fucked up it is every single day, and they're gonna right. start figuring out how to live. And right. that's what being institutionalized is, at least the way right. I saw it. Yeah. Do you? And I gotta ask you this question mm-hmm. because as an intelligent black man, as your as your you are. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like prison, do you feel like there is actual, a real, do you feel like people really get rehabilitated by going to prison because that's supposed to be the whole idea of prison, right? Mm-hmm. Is rehabilitation, Yeah. right? It's supposed to rehabilitate a man and it's not of color, it's just to rehabilitate a man or a woman. That's why they have women correctional facilities, they have men correctional facilities, mm-hmm. it's supposed to rehabilitate. Do you feel like more people that actually get to go to prison come out and do you feel like they're rehabilitated or do you feel like they're more fucked off or they're they they're worse than what they were before they went in? Not only do I think that people don't get rehabilitated, I mm. don't think that's the point of prison as it currently exists in America. Mm. Because it just wouldn't make any sense if that were the point, right? Speak. So, no, obviously people don't get rehabilitated, number one. Yeah. Two reasons. Number one, the reason why recidivism is so high is because when you come out, if you've gone if you've gone in for a little while, you got a scarlet letter on you. Mm. You can't do this if you've had a felony. You can't do that if you've had a felony. Right. You can't do this if you've been uh, right. convicted of this, right? right? So society wants everybody to know <clears throat> all the worst things that you did mm-hmm. and all the mistakes that you've made. So you have no choice but to go back and get it how you lived before. Number two, I just saw, I think it was, and I can't remember how much money it was, um, President Biden sending tens and tens of billions of dollars to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. What's happening in the Ukraine is a fucking tragedy. It's tragedy. Yeah, right. it's, 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 a, tragedy. It's, it's a fucking tragedy. But speak, man. But, I know where you going. Come but, on, man. But, Bring but, this but, shit. But, my, but, but you guys, we, we get to the point to where I'm starting to feel personally insulted. Mm. It's Ukraine's everywhere. I grew up in the Ukraine. <laughs> I grew up, it's, it's Ukraine's in South Central Los Angeles. It's Ukraine's in Richmond, Virginia. It's Ukraine's in Jacksonville. It's places everywhere where the people there are under siege by entities around them that seemingly are trying to kill them every single day. This is not at all me saying that what's happening over there is not a huge tragedy in the United States. What I'm saying is, you know who needs that money? 
Mm. People who people who need that money are people inside of communities to stop them, to give them better options from committing crimes. Mm. And also, I'll be honest with you, I would rather see us incentivize brothers and sisters, people, period, that come out of prison after they have come out of prison so that they don't have to make the same decisions to go back in, yeah. right? But the real problem with that is it's like anything else. It's a business. It is a multi-billion dollar, nearly trillion dollar business. There's a woman named Bianca Tylek who works at a place called Worth Rises. Mm. They tell you every single way that somebody is benefiting off all people being locked up. The phone calls, the food, the, the commissary inside, the transportation. It's a gigantic fucking business. And I'm not even talking about just the private prisons. Prison has already been privatized. The moment that you have to pay three times as much for a phone call going from Angola to Baton Rouge, that's privatized. Like somebody's making money. Our mark. I've talked about that before. Nobody believed me. They tried to say, no, it's not. Nobody has private jails. I said, there's private facilities. People own private facilities. Absolutely. And, and they're big and they're, they're more lucrative down south. You see more of them down south than you see them anywhere because people own land. Yep. And with land, you have power. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. You drive up, Angola is in St. Francisville, it's called the farm. Mm. You drive up there, it's this long road that leads up to the prison, right? This mm. long, skinny road. When you get up near the prison, you look out both sides of your fucking car, it's a motherfucking white man on a horse with a hat on, and it's niggas outside fucking tending to the field. You have no idea what century you're in. Like and it, you're saying it's like that till this day. It's the last time I was there. Yeah. Like the, the the last time I seen it, like it's dudes doing work. For it to be in your lifetime is still something wrong. It's weird. It's something wrong. And it, and yeah. it's and it's like and and the reality is that's all free labor or labor at such a low cost that it doesn't even make sense to call them getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So there, it's a gigantic business, and I think people like anything else in America, capitalism is driving this. That's why. Um, and that's not to, to, to knock people who want to make money, but I'm saying we have to care about people. That's why yeah. the people that have to care about what's going on in these communities yeah. is us. Because yeah. it's too much money to think anybody else is going to care. Well, you got to think about this, Van. It's a mind fuck, right? You take it, you strip you of everything. Mm -hmm. You take everything from you. And you've had nothing but next to a tray, a cup that you can go fill your refill your water with, something like that. And then they tell you you can come work in the kitchen after being eight nine months in there. You haven't really had any phone calls. Your commissary's been low. And they tell you, well, you can come work for five, eight cents. Mm -hmm. It's gonna make you feel like you're doing something mm. because they have already stripped your mind mentally. Right. They have stripped you from the, the dollar. Yeah. They have stripped you from the high brand clothes. They have yeah. stripped you from the fancy meals. Mm -hmm. So now once they have broken you all the way down, they know they can get you to go and work for eight, nine cents, 10 cents. And I feel like it's sick, man, to do somebody like that. If you're gonna really rehabilitate a person, rehabilitate them. Them. Give them the wage that you would give anybody else that's even working at a McDonald's, a Burger King. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Don't let them get rich. I understand. Mm -hmm. You know, but when you're already making $300 a day per head. Yeah. 
You're telling me the people that you got working or doing things for you, you can't give them a five to eight dollar salary to where they when they get out, they can actually take some of the money that they earned and they can go and do something with themselves or they, they want to continue to work because they're like, man, well, shit, I've been used to working, not sitting there making 10 cents, 20 cents to get by. What if you had bread that you had accrued once you got out? that would give you the opportunity to even go buy some of the clothes you would need to go on a job interview, mm. to start a business. You, you know, it's just, they, the way things are set up, and look, it's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna watch this that's gonna go, yo, Van is talking like this because he understands this because he, he, he knows a bunch of these guys and has them in his family, but what about the people that they robbed and hurt and all of that shit? Mm. I'll tell you something, I know people who robbed Popeyes and then dropped their fucking wallet in the fryer, and that's how they got caught. I know, I'm not talking about master arch criminal here. I'm talking about fucking poor people, bro. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about poor people. People that when they're doing things, they're not, it's not, it's not premeditated. They're just doing it. They're just doing people shit. get hungry, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. People by the way, get hungry. And, and like, shout out to Big U because Big U, I've said, I say this every time, but Big U has an initiative out here in LA. It's called Developing Options. That's a powerful fucking name because you have to manifest some of these options for people. So they go, like, for me, I had that. For me, it was, everybody knew, don't call me with the bullshit. I got books to go to. I got things to do. I got football to play. I got basketball to play. Don't call me with the bullshit. Mm. But do you know what the real reason was uh, with that for? I wanted to hang out, but... My pops just wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wasn't, wasn't gonna have it. Yeah. The options that I was given, the options that I was given was, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna figure out a way to go to school, achieve, and then go to college, and then after that, you can do whatever the fuck you wanna do. Yeah. But like, I had to do that, right? And so, yeah. people need to understand that a human being is as good as their set of choices. Yeah. That's what society is, it's a choice matrix. And so when we figure out how to give people more access to different things, I'm telling you, they're going to make better decisions. I see that you had, um, did something like that as well by taking a fitness journey. I see that you were, yeah. you know, you were uh, 400 pounds at one time yeah. and you decided to take, you know, a, a fitness journey. What was that like for you to, to take that down and to get fit? Well, it, it was... So I've been in much better shape than I am right now, and I'm trying to work off the weight from the pandemic because if people are looking at me, they're going to be like, Van gained a lot of fucking weight since the first time he was on no jumper. I just feel like Van gained a lot of fucking weight. But, um, but no, you know what it was like, bro? It's like, it's just a, it's, it's, it's for two reasons. Number one, man, uh, one is I just got sick of, of, of knowing that I could be better and not better for me. I'm not hating on anybody out there who mm. feels happy and healthy and beautiful or whatever weight they're at, mm. whatever. I just... I have a problem in anything in knowing I could be better, smarter, and then not trying to achieve it. Yeah. If I have a vision of myself in a certain way, yeah. I want to try to make that happen for myself. And right. it's, just, it's just for me. Yeah. And number two, you know, I had just moved out to LA and I was trying to see what was going on with these hoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talk like, that shit, <laughs> dog, for real. Hey, you know, no, for real. I mean, I was, no, just, but for real. I was trying to, like, I just moved out no, that way. I was trying to see what was popping. Um, I'm out here and I wanted to dip and dabble and see what was up. And the reality was I want to change my body and get ready for the new situation. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, people. These, these ladies, these females, y'all know, we out here. We out here climbing. We out here climbing. We climbing. We climbing. People like me and you, man, um, 
people like, you know, because I watch a lot of your stuff, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I watch you, people think you attack. Or people might think that like, oh, well, here goes Van again saying something, but mm -hmm. they have to understand something. Like, we, we go, they call us going hard on people, but we care. Yeah, you we actually can. we actually care passion. for people. It's passion. Yeah. So you know, when I hear people say like you're going too hard on me, I always go back to think to myself, well, like how do you think I treat myself? I gotta live with me. Mm. I gotta live with me. Do you so ever I'm think going, you have gone too I'm hard going, on someone? I'm going eighty times harder <laughs> on myself than I am on you. You have no idea. Like I gotta really live with this nigga. There's only one so time I thought difference. you went too hard. One time when. Tucker the Toe Sucker, bro. I feel no. bad for him, bro. He went, he went hard bad, on himself. Bro, I felt bad for Tucker the Toe Sucker. Listen, love one. Because Tucker was here. Yeah. He wanted to be friends with Sharp. Yeah, he did. Like, he, he, <laughs> he did. He did. But you he know what? To, he wanted to be friends with Sharp. Go ahead. He yeah. wanted to be friends with Sharp. Yeah. Obviously, you could tell. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the funniest part of that interview, and I'm not trying to make this nigga mad wherever he's at. <laughs> the, the funniest part of that interview <laughs> is that I'm at home, right? Me and my brother watching this shit. I'm like, bro, this, is, this shit is hilarious. Look at this shit. And my brother says, almost the same time that you say that you said, my brother says, bro, she gonna leave this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my brother's my brother's for very late to the same. Like damn, my brother's bro. like she gonna leave this, and you go and you go. Shut up. She don't even want to be with you. I can tell. I'm like, oh shit. What the fuck? You know, I'm a, you know. You're a friend of mine, so mm -hmm. I'd rather, you know, if I'm going to clear the air on it, why not clear it on the Van Lathan interview? Right, right, So right, I'm, right. I'm going to clear it with you real uh -huh. quick, okay? Long story short, um, the, this this man, he he asked him, he he sent through the grapevine, or, you know, he was telling, uh, you know, somebody that runs it here, he was like, yeah, you know, I want to sit down with Sharp. You know, I think I can tell him, you know what I'm saying? Uh, his game is outdated. So he's talking oh. shit. So he's sending this through the grapevine. Oh. You know, he's saying this already. And at first I was like, I didn't want to do the interview, man. I'm like, I ain't, I'm trying to skip the controversy. I'll skip the drag. Mm -hmm. Because, man, somebody who's asking is begging to me. Mm. You asking like that and you you moving like that, you begging because you bringing it already in a negative pretense. Mm. But, you know, I talked to Josh. Josh said, man, you know, no sharp. I think this will be a great one. I said, oh, yeah. Okay, well then come on. Let's go ahead and go sit down. So the way that he asked for me, man, it was just the way like it came through the grapevine. So when I came and saw him, I said, You told me or you said to the grapevine, you gonna teach me what the, the new school is versus the old school. Yeah. And you taught me nothing. What the fuck you gonna teach me? <laughs> Digital era, baby. We living in that right now. I'm interviewing Van Lathan. Mm -hmm. We're, we sit here right now. Word up. You know, and I'm doing my thing already. Shit, we was fucking with the digital age, man, back in with Craigslist. So to hear somebody even say that to me man I was like just shame on you oh see I didn't know that part I didn't know he, he yeah he, he challenged but it was like yeah it was like I'll just we watched that interview so I mean and you know what I'll tell you something about like no jumper yeah sharpest coolest podcast in the world I, I gotta give y'all y'all credit yeah I have to give no jumper y'all credit as far as just like entertainment factor yeah just what type of wild shit is going on? <laughs> like Adam knows this. I hit Adam and be like, "Hey, bro." I hit Adam and be like, "Like recently, it was because Flacco when Flacco was on here and Wack Call, right?" Yeah. I hit I, like I hit Adam and be like, "I'm I'm into I watch No Jumper like it's a fucking soap opera, bro. Like mm. 
Like, I hit Adam and be like, bro, say, what's going on over there, man? Like, what's the real situation with AD and old girl? Are they cool? Like, what's up? What's, what's popping, bro? Like, bro. You be I, getting the insights, the back, the back end. Bro, I, I hit because the, <laughs> the, shit, the shit is so funny. Sometimes you would yeah. think that the shit is scripted. Y'all sold Blue Girls Club. To, I, I subscribed to the shit. I had to see the shit. After y'all had the girls on here, it's not my it's not my thing. I thought it was yeah. just you know, a bunch of people yeah. in there. It is. It was just a bunch of, hey man, you know, it was just just a bunch of hurt souls, man. They yeah. just they was looking for a home, yeah. and I just thought that I would politely let them know that this is not your house. You pay no rent here, <laughs> so you know it will be time for you to vacate the premises. Yeah, I posted you on the on the gram with the girl and the. Um, Did you? What happened? What she said? She had the three month old baby, or the baby was yeah, the, no, ten, the ten month old, ten month old. The baby was ten months old. Ten months old. You know, I seen a lot of people giving her backlash for her saying, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she want to have fun. You know, she she can she deserves to have fun. You know, the baby's ten months old. She can go for three weeks. But I, I agree with somebody going for three weeks if you're making money. If okay. you're going like, you know, or you're already up. Yeah, sure. You're already up. Your money's already up. You're you're having the time of your life. You can do that. You're paying for top end babysitters. Hell, you're paying for everything. Mm -hmm. Nothing nothing's a problem. But when you sit there and you get excited, and I'm not talking about no names, but when you sit there and you get excited over eight hundred dollars and you know your baby gonna cost at least six of that out the month, what are you really doing? Mm. What are you really doing? You know, like, we, this is the wrong setting for you. You need to really reevaluate your situation, you know, and your priorities. Can I say something? Like, number one, I just I put it up there, and I just like to ask the question because I like when people go at it in the comments. And Talk about it. I like, on, I, I like to see what people – I really have no opinion because I don't know – you know what I'm saying? Man, we all know you. Your people fuck with your opinion, man. Like you know, and so, I like how humble you are about right. it. But people do fuck with your opinion. They, they do. And on that one, I just really want to see what people was gonna say. But you know what it told me, and I think a lot of interviews you. that I've watched with you tell me you hate to see somebody hustling backwards. Like you hate to see somebody like not living up to their potential or not. Doing where does that come from? Because we all have it. Yeah. We all because I feel like this, man. Like uh. And this might sound crazy. You had said something like that earlier. He's like, I know this sharp. This might sound crazy. And I'm like, never. But I, I'm in a moment right now where this might sound crazy. Uh -huh. I feel like, man, we all superheroes in a sense. Uh. We all have a power. It's just you got to tap into your gift. Whatever that is, you got to find it. You got to find that gift. Everybody, you're, you're here for a reason, man. God did not put your soul here for nothing. Now, some people just give up. Mm. They give up and they die off. Right. But you have to understand that you just, you, you do, you have a purpose. Mm. You have a purpose of being here. Now, look at this. Look at me and you. We come from next to nothing. Yes, you came from a good household, wholesome household, uh -huh. but damn, your parents didn't go buy, you know, AMG fucking bins when you turned 16. Word. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't come from situations <laughs> yeah. like that. We had to tap into our gifts. Yeah. To find these things. Yeah. If this is what we really saw for our foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know? So when I look at some of the things that I've went through, you say, where does that come from? Sharp, I to answer your question. Yeah. Where does that come from? I I used every bad thing, every bad thing I've ever went through, and I turned it into a fuel. Oh, what? And I put it towards positive energy. 
I made I made a fuel for positive energy, man. And that's what fuels me is to keep me moving. You know, to be able to sit here with you right now in the sharp tank and to keep us moving, mm -hmm. to keep us having logical conversations, man, coming eye to eye. Yeah. You know, mind to mind. Because a lot of people will sit there, man, they'll talk about a whole bunch of bullshit, man, for an hour, two hours, but they never teach the people how to live, man, to just move on. Yeah. You, like, you, you <clears throat> cannot live like me. They cannot live like you, Van. Mm -hmm. They can't live like you. They can't live like me. They can only live like them. And mm. that's not even about like a, a rich or poor thing. Yeah. That's just you. A mindset you, thing. It's a mindset thing, man, because that's why I always look at people like they, they want to go have what the next person has. Mm. They envy the next. And I said that out there earlier. I said, man, people have a hard time in trying to prove to the next person what they are. Mm. That's what the whole world has been based off of. Mm. I got to prove myself. Yeah. Yeah. To who? Yeah. Other than you and God. Right. Yeah. Who the fuck do you, who said in anywhere on your birth certificate that, oh yeah, by the way, you got to prove yourself to such and such mm -hmm. as you get older. No, man, you prove yourself to you. You become a better version of you bro. tomorrow and for the next week. That's so my, yeah, man, give it up for that, bro. Yeah. But, but seriously, because. But, but seriously, you know, I got that from my dad. My dad, I remember uh, um, I'm looking at some shit on TV and I'm watching this dude hit the baseball. I guy. don't mean to interrupt you, but I got that from mistakes. Okay. I got that. I learned that from mistakes. I learned that from the street. I learned that from just going through life, man. Bumping my head, getting tripped by the same foot over and over again. And that made you want to do better the next time. Until I got tired. Yeah. People have to get tired. That's why people always look at crackheads or meth heads or people who be on drugs. Mm -hmm. They they look at people like that. They be like, man, I can give you can give them all the help in the world. I've said it before. You can put them through a hundred thousand dollar rehab facility, man. You can do all that, but this person will not change until they are ready to change. They get sick of it, and you know what? That's that also had to do when we talking about losing. Waste your money if you want. We to. talking about when we talk about my weight loss earlier. I yeah. just got sick. Of, I just got sick of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. but that's the motivation. See, people, people, some people have to find ways to motivate themselves to be the things, to be better, right? Yeah. And so what my pops told me was, I was looking at this guy who's hitting home runs. I was like, I want to hit home runs like him. My dad was like, nah, you want to hit home runs like you. Yeah. He's like, you want to. like that, he's like, he's like, you want to. He's like, you want to. He's like, you never want to be. Proud you of yourself. You don't want to be like the next man. Hmm. He's like, if you see someone and you get inspired, that's one thing. But you don't want to be like nobody. He says, I don't want to hear you say you want to be like me. He's like, I'm your daddy. He's like, you got to be like you. He's like, you don't even know me. He's like, he, he told me, he said, I was on this. He passed on last year. So it's all these. Yeah. Rest in peace, Appreciate man. You, Pops, yeah. What was his name? His name was Van Terry Lathan Sr. Yeah. Rest in peace, Van Terry Lathan Sr., yeah, man. he passed on. We love you, man, and uh, you raised a fine man. Yeah, I appreciate that, dog. Raised yeah. a fine. Y'all about to get me emotional in this bit. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man. You raised a, a, a fine, smart man. Like, he's a he's a fine man. Pause. No homo. No, no. He's a fine man in the way that he moves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the way his intellect is, man, because there's not a lot of brothers like us left. I'll speak on the hell. I throw myself in the boat. Word I didn't up. need nobody else because I know where I done came from to this shit, man. Mm -hmm. To even be able to get here and I know what you've came from. This shit's hard because people come through. They're, they're, I've said it before, man. There's so many temptations out in this world. With money, they create them daily. Mm -hmm. 
temptations yeah, of course. are more now created with money. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So now, even when you go to Vegas, man, you can go out to Las Vegas, you can go to places like that, and they have every, there's always a place to spend your money. Yeah. They give you a choice. So you better be a great choice maker throughout your life when you go to certain places mm -hmm. because it can make you or break you. What, make, what makes people make bad choices to you? Because people make them, because like I see people all the time, right? And I see, especially coming from where I came from at TMZ, yeah. it got hard to work there. Because, we was going to get to that. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, coming from where I came from, I would see people all the time. Mm. And it ended up, I ended up knowing some of them that would just fuck up, didn't matter what situation you put them sheltered in. Sheltered and hindered. They made, them the long, they made the wrong choice. Being sheltered all their life and hindered. People hinder other people. People like to shelter other people. Keep them from what's really going on outside. Uh. That's the problem. Sometimes you gotta let people bump their head. That's mm. what it is. I've had to bump my head, got a few knots. All on my toboggan noggin. <laughs> I done got a few knots about this shit. It'll make you cry. It'll make you drop to the floor. It'll make you want to throw up some of the choices that you make because they really do matter in your future. That's why I tell a lot of women that don't come onto my show, you know, watch what you... I, I try to help them watch what they say. Well, maybe you mean this. Mm. No, they don't. They mean exactly what they're saying. Right. Because they know no better. Mm. They know no better, man. You have to understand something, man. I'm senior to their junior. A lot of the chicks that come on here, mm -hmm. and the chicks that do come on here, or you know, that I do get along with, be older women. Mm, I've seen that. They, that because they've experienced certain things, they've seen certain things, they know how to respect certain things. They don't really know who they're sitting in the room with. Do you feel like you treat the younger women with the same respect and gravitas that you treat the older women with? I try till they start to act like children. I have children. <laughs> right, right. So I'm going to treat a child accordingly. Right. And then when you want to try to get the cussing at me, well, guess what? I, I, I know that you understand something a little bit past your childish ass ways. <laughs> and maybe it's time to check you. Right, 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 right. You right, know, right, maybe right, it's right. time to get to that point. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of these a lot of these girls, man, and a lot of people out here, man, they don't have children anymore. Let's really look at the, the, the hard cold facts here. Mm -hmm. Okay, you ready to go down the list? Go down the list. You ready? It's kind of like a podcast, me and you. Yeah. We're just kind of podcasting. <laughs> right, right. You know, so let's let's go down the list, right? right. A lot of people, it, it's less marriages. Of course. Okay. It's less households with men and women raising the children in them. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more single moms and single dads. Mm -hmm. You know, you saying that you came from a background that was with two your parent mom, household. Two-parent household, so it was more traditional. Yeah, sure. You had more of a um, structure, know, structured mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, your your parents structured your mm -hmm. mindset because I do believe that with children growing up, you are what you see. Mm -hmm. Even if you did hate it when you were young, you'll catch yourself as you grow up doing certain things Absolutely. that you didn't like. Why am I doing it like the person I didn't like? A childhood, my, my mother would say a childhood has to be curated. Yes. She would say, she'd say, you have to curate a childhood. Yes. I Meaning you have to take all of these things and you have to give them to a child just like you would curate a room or a work of art and stuff like that. And she goes, the reality of the situation, she's like, you give it to them in doses when they can handle it, right? Yeah. So when my Uncle Marky came home, my dad was like, it's time for you to really know who your Uncle Marky is because if people see you around town, 
he might have a different reputation yeah. than what you know him as, right? Right. So it was like, it's time for you to know, you know, just who he might be in South Baton Rouge or who he might be over, over here. Nothing bad. I just want you to know. And, yeah. and you know what I mean? By that point, I love the man. It, it, I mean, you, nothing you're going to tell me about my fucking uncle is going to change my opinion about him. Period. But my, like, Period. yeah, like, Period. it doesn't does, does fucking matter. But, like, what, what, uh, but they they were they made sure and look charm sometimes that's not possible sometimes if you grow up in certain places they can't do it like you gone like it, it, it's it's just too much going on around but my thing is and this was the the situation I just had a homie in Chicago who I met I didn't know him long but we're doing the television show I go out there I meet some kids from Chicago everybody knows what's going on in Chicago yeah rest in peace FBC Cash yeah man yeah, yeah tragic yeah tragic. super tragic right. I'm looking at that situation and I'm calling the people that I met in Chicago. I'm like, is there, I might sound like a herd. Is, there's gotta be something we can do. Like, I mean, they're, they're, like in, in Chicago, in Baton Rouge, there's gotta be something we can do. Like what are, my thing is, I wanna make sure that I've done everything I can. Like what can we do? Like what, what can we do? Do we have to go down there? I know that uh, Pastor Brooks is trying to build a community center. Do we have to take the babies and start them up from when they're two, three, teaching them and keeping our arms around them and making sure that they don't see certain mm. things and they're well, like, what do we have to do? I don't know what the answer is, but this can't be the way. It can't be the way that this dude that I meet, me and him start texting. He cool as fuck. Like he's smart. He's funny. He's all of this stuff. A cool little guy. I mean, he's he was thirty years old, but I'm a lot older than that. Damn. So people are afraid to set a structure for these kids. Why though? They're afraid. They're because you know they're afraid of these kids because these kids threaten these older folks. Yeah. I'll beat your ass. I do this to you. We when we were young, people set structure for us. Yeah. That's why we understood something. Yeah. And it didn't even have to necessarily be your mom and dad. You could have went to somebody's house when you was young and what guess the what? Fuck up. And if and guess yeah. what your mama and daddy used to tell them? You got all rights to whoop my son ass yeah. if you get out of control. Yeah. And then when you called me and told me that you had to whoop his ass, he gonna You'll come get home, another one. You're gonna get another ass whoop. Yeah. It's a difference. These kids don't go through shit like that no more. They don't understand that because people be like this. They, they done taught these kids even in these schools. The school district has failed our children to tell these, you know, y'all won't sit there with them for two, three minutes and, and, and try to teach them their algebra, teach them their math, their subtraction, teach them things to how to read. But you know what you'll do? You'll sit there and, and try to put these kids in a whole different situation to where they feel lonely and they feel lost. And they feel lesser than they feel lesser than yeah. and you know oh, i don't have time for this it's a problem with what's going on out here man nobody's really raising these kids even when i remember man i used to go to school with kids man that they couldn't they came to school to eat yeah no word up they came to school to eat yeah. man because they parents they had the free lunch them. yeah and they had the free lunch during and free the pandemic during the pandemic that was a gigantic fucking problem the fact that we had to donate money. We had to start food banks. We had to start food banks during the pandemic, work with a lot of people because during the pandemic, the fact that schools weren't open meant a lot of kids were not going to be able to eat. So we had to donate money. We had to start food banks. We had to have delivery services to go around and drop food off to kids or yeah. have stuff at the school where they could come up there and get some lunch and some breakfast. Yeah, It was... At a, it's just all fucked up. How do, how can you go out and be a good person if you're hungry? Yeah. If you're hungry, you're going to eat the first thing that's right in front of Let you. Let me ask you a question. Do you have kids, man? I do not. 
are you and that's a so this would be even a greater question for yeah. you are you comfortable are you comfortable with having children in what you've seen today society become society become well the only reason why i don't have kids is because I, I keep coming up with that 500 dollars. so you know every time. <laughs> <laughs> You did not have to say that, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, I keep coming up with that 500. <laughs> well, you know, I'm joking. I'm joking. If, 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 if it's a joke, here's a bigger joke. You know, you can go get something for $70 and make it go all the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, but so, in, but, in all actuality, like, if you um, were to have a child today, you know, you having a woman, let's say you're in love with a woman, you love her. Mm -hmm. Y'all have decided to bring a child into this world. Mm -hmm. Would you feel comfortable in today's status, in today's status of uh -huh. what it is, of what you've seen? I've watched you talk about politics. I've watched you talk about. So you're you're yeah. very well aware of what's going sure, on around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you comfortable with bringing a child into today's world? I'm comfortable with bringing one in. I don't think that this is my thing. I don't know if there's ever really a right time to have children in the world. I think that sometimes if you look at the world in a historical perspective, every single time a human being has ever lived has, has been simultaneously the best time to live and the worst time to live. Mm. So every single time that we've been alive, there's been the most technology we've ever known, right? Yeah. We didn't know. Yeah. And every single time we've been the world has been in its worst place. Or did we not know? We didn't. Is it, that, that's did, the, no, but did we really know? Because they were showing that people were talking to each other back in the day on the Jets. Right, right, right. So, so I mean, so no, so listen, could we say so, that's a fact? So I can't say that's a fact. This is what I'll say. I'll say there have always been, I can show you a video right now of a futurist, right, in 1961. Mm -hmm. In 1961, the futurist guy is saying, hey, there's going to be a device one day. There's going to be a device one day where you're going to be able to do all your banking, all of your communication, buy a home and do all of that right in your hand. So there've always been people who could see into it. I'm talking about for the general man and woman right now. If I was to pull somebody <clears throat> off the street right now and ask them, what is, what is singularity gonna mean to the human experience in the next 100 years? They probably yeah. couldn't tell us, right? But they know damn well that they can FaceTime, that they can do all of this cool shit and they think right. these things are amazing things right. to do or whatever, the Tesla or whatever, right? Yeah. I took my cousin on a ride in the Tesla. He's like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, nigga, it's a Tesla. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I want you to experience well, this. Well, this has no longer become fantasy or something to joke about. Yeah. This has become reality. Reality, right? You know what I'm saying? It's actually happening. And so what I'm saying right now is two things happen simultaneously. Number one is technology changes. Our ability to do damage to one another gets exponentially worse, right? Mm. Social media is an amazing thing, but it makes it so easy to fuck over somebody that you never have to see, that you never, Pimpsey used to say, you're gonna smell my cologne. What the fuck did Pimpsey mean by that? That meant when you got, when you got into it with him, you were gonna be so close to him that you were gonna smell him and fucking feel him. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. So those things are different. But so what I would say is this, what I would say is for me personally, if when I do endeavor to have kids with my girl, I feel like I could only have one because there are so many things that you have to shield a child from at this particular time. I don't see how I would be able to responsibly be uh, the person that I want to be and have multiple different children. Mm. Number one is because I haven't done it yet. I'm sure when you become a parent, you figure out how to do that, right? right? But for me, 
I think the world is a precarious place, but it always will be. You never figure out, I'll say it as a parent. Okay. You never really figure you it out. I got three. Okay, cool. So you never really figure it out, man. You just kind of go with the flow. You learn, you learn as you go. Okay, I see you. You know, you go with the flow I'm scared and you to be the dad, though. Go. I'm going to be honest with you. It's yeah. scary to me, like, because. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. I mean, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Those are going to be the best fucking friends you ever have in your life because guess what? They don't know nothing but you. You don't have to ever worry about them looking at you in a malice standpoint. Uh, They're a part of you. They don't look at you like that, man. Yeah. They love you unconditionally, man. They're going to look at you with innocent eyes all the time. Mm. Yeah, my, my mom, when my, when my dad passed, when my dad passed, I learned more things about my dad, right? Um... My father was a, was a family man, more of a family man than I thought, put it that way. He, 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 my family is a little bigger than I thought it was, right? Right. Uh, and at first, for, for, for some members of our family, that was, that was hard. It was hard. It was hard knowing that uh, he wasn't perfect, right? Yeah. And my mom said something. My mother said, she's like, who, who passed away last right. July 4th? July 4th, it'll be one year. Right. And um, I was like, my dad. And she was like, no. She said, I didn't say who to you passed away. She's like, I'm saying who passed away. I'm like, my father died. She goes, no, Van Terry Lathan Sr. died. Like, he's your father. That's who he is to you. He was like, what I'm trying to tell you is your dad is all of these things to you, but he's also a lot more. He lived an entire lifetime before you were born. And during the entire lifetime that he lived, while you were here, there were parts of him that you didn't know. And you wouldn't have wanted to know them because every time you look at your father, what do you see? It would have altered it. Yeah, it's protection, Facts. it's love, it's responsibility. You know, he used to, he used to, he had this way of looking at you and being like, like he was gonna fight you, but it was like, I don't know how to explain. He'd look at you like he'd be like, come on now. He like he was gonna fight you, but that meant I love you. That was that was his way of showing affection. That was his way of saying, look how big and tall my son then got. Like my son is this. He's like, and he he would he look at you and like I just, you just felt protected. You felt like he loved you. That's you know, I do that to the world, to everybody that I interview. And you know what? You should tell them that, because all I try to do, man, is just show love. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing, man. I try to show love. It's just in a different way, man. Because sometimes you got to be serious with people. Yeah. People don't understand something. It's like children, right? It's like children, man. You could tell a kid like this: Stop touching that. Stop touching that. You tell them a hundred times, uh -huh. stop touching that. <laughs> Once you tell them, stop fucking touching that. Yeah. They seize him. He's stop serious. touching it. Yeah. And get away from it. Yeah. I'm just a person that's not going to go through the hundred times. <laughs> Once I understood that, <laughs> I you engaged one time, and I moved on right, that. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. Man, we got to do something in the future. We had a time, church. Okay. But we got to do something I'm in the future. I can't, uh, I don't want to keep you away from here. Like, for real. I need, to, I need to have you back on some of the, because I, I sit into serious topics sometimes, you know. Yeah. So it always be good to have an extra mind like yourself sitting there and um, engaging with me to see some of the things that really go on. Can I, I want to show you what's going on with America. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead. So I want to come in and I want to do a serious topic with Sharp and I want to do more serious topic. But you know what else what I, what I want to do? Hmm. Bring me in on some of the fuck shit too. <laughs> I want to be here. I want to be here when Crip Mac here. 
Yeah. I know it might not be all good. My bad. I, I want to be here when it's everybody sitting around. Good. Just just to be just to see some of this shit because yeah. some of this shit don't seem real. This is like a legendary room. I love I love no jumper. So I want to come through I, for some of that shit too. I'll tell you this, man. Crip back good, man. No problems when we just certain people we just don't cross when we ain't supposed to cross. I feel you. So you know if you ever want to cross with him, hey man, I'm sure he'll be here for you. But you want to come to the Sharp Tank shit, man. You know. It, at the end of the day, shows like that, hey, man, we always around, man, and we hey, love to have you. Love, but I need this. to have you back, church. I will, brother. I got, some, I got some things in the workforce. Okay. I got some ideas. I'm in it. This was kind of like uh, your pre, this was your interview. The, the, oh, the, oh, okay. I, I had your resume right the, here. Oh, okay, cool. This was oh, your oh, shit. okay. I had your resume right here. I, I'm so a, I I'm wanted to see. I, I, I don't know yet. My, my, <laughs> this motherfucker the, right the, here. The, the company will get back to you. But we do like you. We do you like you and we do love you. Hey, man, right, listen brother. to me, man. The Sharp Tank. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world, man. Hey, hey, baby. Look at Hey, hey. You know how to do it. Shoot us out the motherfucking chair.